You're listening to the Look Right Naked podcast. I'm your host, Eric Bach. This is the podcast for men and women who want to look right naked without living in the gym. If that sounds like you, then you're in the right place. Let's dive in. Hey, what is going on? Eric Bach here, and we are ready to roll for another episode of the Look Great Naked podcast. But before we do, thank you. Thank you for everyone here who's checking us out, whether you're watching it live directly on YouTube, whether you're catching it on your commute on iTunes or on Spotify. And we like to keep this show ad free. So if you can support us, the best thing that you can do is engage with our content, engage on the Instagram page, engage with a comment or a five-star review on Spotify, on iTunes, on whatever platform you're listening on. Because when we get your support, that is what helps us know what is working, what is not, and how we can provide the best quality content for you. And today we're going to talk about fitness and fitness being a force multiplier. But before we do, I've got a story about cleaning up piss. Yes, cleaning up piss, right? So I took my daughter, she's three years old, to the park yesterday. And whenever something happens, her response is, but why? But why? So anybody who's had young kids who've been toddlers understand what this is like when they start asking questions about literally everything. So we're pushing on the swing, having a good time. Zoe looks at me and says, Dada, I've got to go potty. And I said, great. So we make our way to the bathroom and we walk into the one stall in this park, which is normally in pristine shape. And there was pee everywhere. Scraps of toilet paper scattered on the floor like it was fucking Mardi Gras. And essentially what happened next is uh, I said, Zoe, can you like, grab a piece of that toilet paper there? I cleaned up the seat, did all that stuff, threw all of it away. And she said, Dada, why are you cleaning the bathroom? And I said, we shouldn't have to sit on somebody else's mess, right? We wouldn't leave our house like this and we shouldn't leave this in that direction. And she kind of looked at me and she got the point, right? First, I mean, it was fucking disgusting, right? I've got a, got a toddler with me and I have to clean up a bathroom so she can go to the bathroom because, you know, she can't, can't always hold it. What this really led me to think was like how we do anything is how we do everything. And if you're the type of person who, you know, walks into a bathroom, pees on a seat, leaves toilet paper scattered all over, whatever the case. And, you know, for all I know, it could have been some little kid who didn't know any better either. That's really a way to think about how many people approach life because I've been plenty of adult bathrooms where that's been the same case. And if we leave different environments completely scattered, if we don't take care of what we're doing individually for ourselves, if we can't leave a place clean for others, that's really going to result in a lot of slop in different areas of our life, right? I also had this realization that, again, you know, my daughter's not going to listen to everything that I say. Of course not, right? But she will model a lot of the habits that I do. Um, as a kid, I still remember seeing my dad come back from working long hours. He would go to the dojo, did a lot of martial arts, and then he would come home and stretch. And wanting to be like dad, I would jump on the floor and I would stretch, right? Like we just have to understand how we do anything is how we do everything. And people won't always listen to what we say, but they will model the behaviors that we do. And so we need to set the example with everything that we're doing, the way that we approach our work, the way that we approach our training, the way that we handle times when they're stressful and they're strenuous. Are we the type of people who like to make excuses and don't show up? Or do we find a way to get the job done regardless of what the circumstances are, which leads me to today, where what I want to say is fitness is a force multiplier. And this is a phrase that if you've been following me for the last 10 plus years as a coach, something you've probably heard me say multiple times, but this is a very key and important point because the same skills that you develop while you're getting in great shape, well, they can enhance every aspect of your life, whether we're talking about the bedroom or we're talking about the boardroom. You know, many of my clients, uh, today is actually a Friday when I am recording this, they routinely tell me on Fridays when they have check-ins where they get it unsolicited compliment from their partners or even strangers at the gym. And that's because 
when you start to take care of your body, the way you carry yourself, it changes. You can't fake muscle, even if you're on steroids. You still got to put in some work and hard work earns respect. And I've also seen some of these same clients that get promotions, noting that they finally have the confidence that they need to go up and ask or to put themselves out there when they're in a meeting rather than sulking backwards in their chair. And the energy and the confidence that they have on a daily basis changes. And as a result, they end up making more money because they get in a better shape with their health. I mean, it shouldn't be a surprise that, you know, when you look at statistics that people who have better health tend to make more money. It's not that they are mutually exclusive things. They definitely share a lot of values that help. As a result, I also hear my clients say that things like their kids look up to them. They are now the parent that their kids can be proud of. They have the dad who can kick the other dad's ass. Like that's legit a thing, especially if you have sons, right? What we need to understand here is it can be really easy to get bogged down in thinking, I don't want to follow my nutrition plan today. I would rather stay up late watching Netflix than go to bed. I'd like to skip this workout because you know what? I'm tired. But it's not just our health that we're saying no to when we make these choices. We are saying and we are setting the standard from which we approach everything else. And when we start to make excuses in these different areas, well, guess what? Those excuses seep in everywhere else. And and so fitness is about holding yourself up to a standard. And there are five key areas that I really want to break down when we're talking about fitness being a force multiplier and how it's going to improve your life in so many different ways, right? The most obvious one is going to be discipline. When you are focused primarily on transforming your health, transforming your body, you have to be disciplined. You have to do things that you don't want. We have hundreds of conversations per day and I see these things going on where people say, I'm not motivated. Well, you know, the reality is emotion or discipline, motivation itself is a fleeting emotion. And you know who acts on fleeting emotions? Toddlers and and dogs primarily. Part of being an adult and part of really getting dialed in with your health is understanding that you have to have the discipline to do things that you don't always want to do. I reflect back to business when I first got started creating Bach Performance over 10 years ago. I was working 12-hour shifts in the gym, very long days, and I had to make a decision that if I wanted to be able to build this business where I had the freedom and the flexibility and the things that I do now, and to be able to make a big impact, that I would have to work even longer hours than that. And so my decision was, oh, I'm going to get up at 3.30, 4 in the morning before I go to the gym so I can start to write, write for places like T Nation to create content. Because the choice I had to make was, well, I could either sacrifice my dream and be lazy. I could do it after work, which would take away time from my fiance at the time, my wife now, or I could just get up earlier and get that shit done. That discipline didn't just happen out of nowhere. It happened through getting involved in athletics. It happened through putting in the work in the gym and understanding that if I'm disciplined and I work towards a goal, even on the times when I'm not motivated, well, you know what? That is going to pay off over time. And when you build that skill of self-discipline primarily through exercise, you can start and you will see it bleed over into every other area of your life. The discipline that you have while taking care of your body starts to help you build discipline towards potentially building a, a side hustle maybe working towards a promotion or a big project at work that you've been delaying or saving up for that home renovation, knowing that, hey, if I'm disciplined with my finances now, I'm going to have this reward down the road. So much of our society now is built towards immediate gratification and having things right away. It really makes me sad, especially when it comes to fitness stuff, because everything's a five or six second clip on TikTok, Instagram, whatever it is, without the understanding of the discipline, the grit, and the time that it really takes. And again, we can short circuit that time. That's exactly why I work as a coach to help give people people the right information and cut through that BS. There's always going to be a level of discipline that must be created, that must be put forth by you if you want to create that long-term transformation. 
if you value being strong, lean, and healthy, and setting the example that you want, it's going to require that discipline for you to be able to do things even when you don't want to. You know what helps in that case? When you are disciplined, when you do these things, the less you start to need motivation. Pretty soon, it's it's not about feeling like you have something that you want to do or that you need to get up for. It becomes part of your identity. It's who you are. I can't think of the last time that I didn't work out because I wasn't motivated. The reason is, working out and putting in the work is somebody who I became through the choices that I make and I made when I wasn't motivated. And that's the power that you can really have. And so when you don't quite feel motivated, when you don't feel motivated to work out, when you don't feel motivated to get that next healthy meal in, and you feel like leaning into a vice or a weakness, that is the time when you most need to not do it. And there is no magic trick. The key is to not do it. The key is to do the thing that you need to focus on that's going to lead you to where you want to go. And it doesn't mean you have to be perfect every time. And it doesn't mean that you won't make mistakes and sometimes you won't give in. That's completely normal. But you have to lean into embracing discipline as the path forward if you want to not only build the body that you want, but also build the life that you want at the same time. Now, the second way that fitness is a force multiplier and improves every other area of your life, well, it forces you to lead by example. And the reality is, if you are strong, if you are lean, if you are healthy, it shows that you value your health and your body and then you're a disciplined person. It shows a level of status across the board. I can tell you, just second nature, when I see somebody, and maybe you're the same, maybe you're not, but I have a tendency to believe many fairly normal, right? When I see somebody who maybe walks in somewhere and they're built like a brick shit house, muscular, strong, I'm like, that person has put in some work. How they got there, I don't always know, but immediately your body the way you carry yourself, the confidence you carry yourself as a result of the hard work that you put in towards building a healthy body, it comes across as a status symbol, as somebody who is willing to put in the work, who's willing to delay gratification for something else. And that is something that turns heads. I can recall one of my clients, Scott, young guy, he's a business owner, just an absolute savage. And when he first started work with me, and he's been a client, I believe for, for four and a half years now. And he said, Eric, you know what? He's like, I have to vie for contracts against all these bigger companies with more capital and more experience. And I need to look like an absolute unit. I need to be completely built. And so the way that I carry myself is a way that I can stand out and grab attention while I'm amongst all these big wigs from these different companies. And so that's a big thing that I see, especially in the business world, especially if you want to be powerful. Heck, I've got another client right now, and, and she is definitely you know high up the corporate ladder. She said, Eric, there's not many women who do what I do. Like When, when I'm speaking in front of hundreds of people, 99% of them being men, the ability that I know how to take care of my body and be in incredible shape, and also she knows how to, how to fight in martial arts, it gives me an unreal amount of confidence where I can lead, where I can be disciplined, where I can show the person that I want to be. When we carry these values around, the people that we care about most they start to model them, much like the story I told about my daughter previously. If you start to make healthier decisions with your life, not as it only going to help you, again, be more disciplined, but those around you are going to start to follow suit. At times, yeah, there might be friction. There might be friction when you eat differently, when you carve out time for yourself to take care of your body because you know it's going to make you a better person. There can definitely be friction in a relationship, whatever it is. But the reality is those people around you should support you if you're trying to get better yourself. If not, listen, I'm not going to tell you how to run your relationship, but there's some toxicity going on that, that really needs to be addressed because it's my belief that 
you know, in any, any partnership, whatever it is, you might be together making decisions together, but you should not want to hold the other person back from truly reaching their potential. If not, there's some deep seated things that really need to get worked out there. When you start to lead by example, you know, I've seen this many times where a husband might start working out and his wife starts bringing him down or vice versa. Right. And eventually the other person, either that friction kind of gets to a breaking point that doesn't happen very often, but in most cases, that spouse, that significant other, they start to work out as well. They start to make better choices. And even if they weren't always supportive of what they were doing in the beginning, they start to take care of their health as well. I believe it's everybody's responsibility to first take care of their own health, regardless of many other circumstances going on. And by extension, if we want those around us to be healthier, if we want them to be able to understand the values of discipline, of grit, of determination, of, of being able to persevere, then we need to first model those. In the gym and taking care of your body and your health is the perfect place to do that. Now, the third point, the third way that fitness is a, a force multiplier is the ability to delay gratification. Let me go back. When I first got started in the gym, I was, like I said, I lifted a little bit of weights with a few friends just goofing off in, in middle school, but it really got started when I was 14 years old, running down the football field. I was five foot two, 103 pounds on our football program. I was covering a kickoff and a bigger guy who was built like about a 21 year old <laughs> ended up breaking through. And I did not have an angle to catch him, but he had the angle to run to the end zone or run through me. And at this point, he decided, you know what, I'm going to put my shoulder down and I'm just going to run through little Eric here. And so he set my ass flying across the grass. Um, I was completely embarrassed, hearing jeers, shit talking, you know, everything you can imagine. And at 14 years old with underdeveloped kid, I was pretty fragile at that point emotionally. And that was really a turning point. Right. And for me, it was very fortunate to have a coach who said, Eric, like, come to the gym with me after practice. And uh, you know what, like that started me really being committed to my training at 14 years old. I learned early on, you know, from that coach is like, you've got to play the long game. You can't rush your development. You can control your effort. And in so many cases now, I see people want to get immediate results. They, they've made 30 years of mistakes and they want to re, you want to fix everything in 30 days. It just doesn't work that way. Everything needs to be focused on the long game because ultimately that's the only game that we can play. It doesn't make, mean that you can't make significant results in fitness very quickly. It does mean that if you don't have a long-term vision, those short-term fixes can be very problematic. When you commit to transforming your body, you build the skill of being able to delay gratification and taking the long view. And when you take the long view, that's how you build a healthy long-term approach. When I think about when I was in college, I wanted to continue working with athletes. And so I was working a lot with some of the sports teams for free and just doing internship after internship. But by the time I graduated college, I had my CSCS, a fairly advanced level certification that you need to get your degree for or sit for towards the end and was able to stand out and start getting some good job opportunities right out the way. Same thing with building my business. I didn't want to get up on those early mornings I spoke about before, but by delaying that gratification, that lesson that I learned directly in the gym, I was able to be able to create a business that gave me financial freedom by the time I was 26 years old. And so when you focus on your approach to fitness, understanding that I know that you have something you want to fix right away. It's probably been something that you've been battling for a while, whether it's belly fat, whether it's a lack of performance or a health outcome, but you have to play that long game. You have to delay that gratification. When you do so and you focus on the habits, when you focus on the action steps that are directly in front of you, that's how you really have the most control of the outcome. And one more story on this piece of delayed gratification and really playing that game, right? Playing the long game. I think back to my client, Jenna, and Jenna was a woman I've worked with years ago, I believe over nine years ago at this point. Uh, she was referred from another client. And the first day when Jenna came in, 
I was training her and right during one time when one of the NFL groups was, was going on. So uh, there's this woman, she was probably, you know, five foot three, 270 pounds, had a good amount of weight that she needed to lose at this point. And there's all these NFL athletes running around. I think Rick Ross is blaring in the background. Um, definitely a different environment than she was expecting and used to. She kept showing up three days a week, like absolute clockwork for 18 months. And over that 18 months, we didn't do anything crazy. We weren't tracking all of her macros. We weren't completely starving different macronutrients, doing a shitload of interval training or anything crazy like that. We focused gradually on improving her movement, on making sure that she could do things safely, on building her confidence, and then starting to improve her habits outside of the gym. And pretty soon, we started to stack these changes in habits. Instead of drinking margaritas when she was entertaining clients, that was a vodka soda. Now, instead of snacking at night while watching TV, she would have an apple instead of candy like little things like this. If we fast forward that time period, she lost over 130 pounds in 18 months. And now if we look back, she's lost and kept off 130 pounds with over nine years and going and now serves as an inspiration to many people. If I would have told Jenna in the beginning that, hey, you know what? We're going to lose 130 pounds. She would have been like, get out of here, kid. You're way too young. That's bullshit. And if I would have said, Jenna, you know what? We're just going to try to lose, you know, two pounds, maybe three pounds in a week. And if we do something like that, you know, that'll be it. She's like, Ugh, that seems really slow. Come on. I want to lose like 20 pounds this month by buying in, by delaying gratification and focusing on the habits that would lead to the outcome that was desired. Jenna was able to make this long-term transformation. And that's the same power that you have if you commit to that process. Now, the fourth point here is perseverance, because I still recall, you know, one of my coaches would say these three words, pride, passion, and perseverance. And perseverance is your ability to withstand pain and view it as an opportunity for growth. Whenever you're looking to make a transformation, there's going to be pain. There's going to be pain directly in your muscles. There's going to be pain in terms of hunger. There's going to be pain probably in terms of making sacrifices in, in your social life or in different areas. We have to be able to preserve against things that aren't always pleasant, which goes against our nature of being pleasure-seeking beings if we want to succeed. And the more we can persevere, the more we can play the long game, the more we can lead by example, the more we can be disciplined, the bigger the potential results are down the road. Because when you go through a fitness journey, you're always going to have obstacles. There's always going to be things that get in the way. You're going to have travel that comes up. And even if you have a great plan, you're going to fall off. You're going to have time periods where you have the best intentions of, you know, just drinking some soda water when you go to this event and pretty soon you're four vodkas deep. You're always going to have times where, you know, you want to stick to your diet. Then you go to a, a tailgate party and you eat some of the wrong foods. Are you the person who gives up at that point and says, fuck it? Or are you the person who decides, you know what, we're going to dial back in and we are going to learn from this and get a little bit better? Because in life, I've learned that there's always going to be those pains. But those pains, on the other side of them, lie the biggest opportunities for growth. Another example is when I first, this is right when I left a great job working with high-level athletes at Landau Performance and, and want to go all in on Bach Performance. Two weeks into this happening, or two weeks into this decision, I got a call while I was working with a client that my accountant was being investigated by the FBI, was on the run, the IRS was at their office, and I was defrauded of in excess of $100,000. When this happened, I shat a metaphorical brick. I looked up how to build Molotov cocktails, found out where this guy's address was, was ready to go raise hell, all kinds of fun stuff. Of course, I didn't. Probably a good thing. I was completely crushed. I had just left a job that was very excellent. I had the wonderful clientele that I thought I had always wanted previously to really getting clear on what I wanted out of life. And now the money that I had saved up and money that I did not have that I thought was going to the IRS for my tax payments for the previous few years 
was all gone. And so I was saddled with this huge bill with no savings left. And to make matters worse, my wife, Lauren, worked for a computer software company that did taxation software for the government. And so she had to have her taxes and everything dialed in. Well, we were married, we filed jointly, and so they weren't. Fortunately, the situation kind of resolved itself on that regard. But I, despite being victim of a crime and my accountant getting 12 years in prison, was out $100,000 in money that I had already paid to the government and they still wanted it back. And at this point, I could have sued, but you know what? Couldn't find the money, would have been pennies on the dollar, would have been exponentially more stressful. This was a gut check time. Like, how much does this mission mean to me? How important is this for me to be able to have freedom, flexibility, be able to reach a lot more people and make a bigger impact in the world with Bach Performance? I could go back to working for somebody else, analytical. I could jump into a different industry. I've got a lot of good connections in these areas. Do I want to do something different? Do I want to jump into some real estate? You know, how do I want to approach this? Instead of looking at all these other options and, and taking them, I read a book. And the book was called The Power of Broke by Damon John, the man who started FUBU. Um, also seen him on Shark Tank, right? And The Power of Broke goes into the idea that when you are broke, your creativity ramps up. The ter determination that you have with your back against a wall ramps up as well. And to me, that was an ultimate gut check in terms of perseverance. And it's one that I would not have been able to withstand if it wasn't for building that perseverance and that grit through my training, through being disciplined in different areas of my life. I can tell you without a doubt that that's been one of the biggest learning experiences in my life and, and definitely helped me transform because the lessons I learned in that time period helped me gradually scale my business more and more and more while learning valuable lessons at a young age. And so fitness will teach you how to persevere if you focus on what the long-term goal is and withstand the pain and discomfort that can come with building a great body because the rewards are more than worth it. And the final point with fitness being a force multiplier is the confidence that you build. A lot of people say they lack confidence. They lack motivation. The way to build confidence, the way to build motivation is to make promises to yourself and keep them. The way to absolutely derail yourself mentally across the board, and I've been guilty of this too, is to make promises to yourself and to break them. And so when you commit to making this transformation, when it comes to your health, when it comes to your fitness, you can be overflowing with confidence. You will build so much self-belief that you can run through fucking brick walls in so many areas of your life. Your boss will notice your attitude. Your partner, they will notice your mood and your determination. Your kids, they'll notice your energy and your presence. If you've been living your life unhappy and beating yourself about being unhappy about how your body looks and feels, you owe it to yourself. You owe it to your mental state to commit to getting your butt in the gym and making a transformation because that confidence is infectious, not just how it bleeds over from your physical life into everything else, how it bleeds over into your relationships and improves everything, absolutely everything across the board. My friends, fitness is a force multiplier. And I'll tell you what, you know, at Bach Performance, what we do when we're working with our clients in the Look Right Naked protocol, it's not just about a training plan. It's not just about nutrition. We focus on what we call synergy. And by synergy is you need a balance between your training, your nutrition, and your lifestyle. And where a lot of people struggle is they find a program on the internet, they find some exercises that are cherry-picked off YouTube, they find a diet that sounds healthy, and they throw shit together, which, hey, you could be doing a lot of things that are healthy, but if they're not working together with you and with your lifestyle, and you don't have the support and the mental attitude to get you where you want to go, then even if you have things that are scientifically sound, things that are healthy, you can spin your wheels a lot and not get great results. And so if you want to be able to find a permanent way to transform your body, to look great naked without leaving the gym and have the guidance, the accountability, and more importantly, become self-sufficient long-term, 
Join the Look Great Naked protocol. All you need to do is head to bachperformance.com backslash call or bachperformance.com backslash coaching. Fill out a short application and then we will get in touch. We'll hop on a short call and get to know you, see exactly how we can help you and then help you create a step-by-step transformation plan that'll not only transform your physical life, but every other aspect of your life as well. Remember, fitness is a force multiplier and how you do anything is how you do everything. Make it count. Hey, it's Eric here again. Now, there are three ways that I can help you look great naked. Number one, if you want to grab a free copy of the Look Great Naked protocol to help you lose body fat without counting calories, then go to bachperformance.com backslash free training. Number two, if you're a busy guy looking to build muscle, then I recommend checking out our Minimalist Muscle Blitz, which has helped over 1,000 men build muscle without living in the gym. Just go to minimalistmuscleblitz.com. The link will also be available in the show notes. Or number three, and last, if you want to work with me directly and get the best results possible, apply at bachperformance.com backslash coaching to look great naked without living in the gym. Until next time, my friend, 